We're on? We're on YouTube. Going up on Instagram. Right okay. YouTubers, Assalamu And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Safina Society Nothing But Facts live stream. Where today, uh, are we on everything now? Still going up on the Insta, but we are on YouTube, so how's everyone doing here on YouTube? And we are on Facebook, so on a beautiful, gorgeous Monday afternoon here where schools are out. I guess uh, some of the Islamic schools are out because of, uh, um, I don't know why they're off. Is there a holiday today? Is it like someday? I don't think so. I don't think so, but I don't know why the schools are off, but they're off. So that's good. So um, everyone gets a day off and a morning off, which is always... If you take your kids to school, there's nothing better than having a morning off. Yeah. There's actually probably very few things worse than having to take your kids to school. And that morning, and all these people running around the house, you know, waking up and trying to go to school, and then uh, uh, it's 6 a.m., I have, have time for this, I got a headache. It's one of the worst things ever. Okay, uh, what's going on with our internet today? Are we on? We're good, right? Okay. Today we got something else going on. Okay. Assalamualaikum. Why did YouTube demonized us? You mean demonetized us? Did they? They shouldn't have. Let me check. Did YouTube... Is it bad or is it good? Uh, Dashboard. Let's take a look at our dashboard. We should be fine on YouTube. Uh, Let's see. Maybe we are demonetized. Why is that? Hmm. What does that mean? It means they refuse to put ads for us. Anyway. Oh, ads on? Yeah. And then they, they, they send us a check every month, which they didn't even because I never even, like, they, they have to send them a PIN number. Yeah. But they got to mail you the PIN number. We never got the envelope. So maybe that's why. Or maybe because we keep talking about, you know, Komalut or whatever. <laughs> so who knows? I'm not doing this for that anyway, but nonetheless... We, um, uh, we should be, I mean, there shouldn't be any issues here, right? Anyway, we'll do it that later, but thank you anyway for, how do you know that we get demonetized? Like, uh, how's the films? How do you know that? Yeah, I guess both, but how's the films? How did you figure that out? Because even if they demonetize you, they actually, they still run commercials, but they take the revenue themselves. Yeah. Oh, there's complete. Uh, they're they're doing it. But how's the films? Talk to me. Yeah. That makes no sense. Either. No, no. Though, if if it doesn't matter whether you signed up for the monetization or not, they're gonna run ads. Okay. So they emailed the members. Wow. They emailed the members, and they just said, "What? We're suspended." Right. Uh, why are we suspended? Address verification is required. Is that why? All right. Yeah, check. We should have gotten an email. Anyway, we'll figure that out later because our audience is not coming to listen to that. Uh, but you are here to see something neat. I'm going to do uh, two things. First of all, look what I got in the mail. All right, open up. Show me the, the, the screen that we're looking at so I can see. Did you all see this? Five pillars, a bag of five pillars. It's a nice bag. We didn't know what it was until I read it. It says five pillars. So they sent us uh, some goodies. Should we take a look at them? Yeah, here we go. Here is the first lot of goodies that actually sent us. Okay. 
this is my thick font. Tighten it up. There we go. Alright, here's our first bag of goodies. Really nice packaging, by the way, by Five Pillars. And they sent us this, you know, a courtesy. But we're also good to share it with you guys. Uh, their logo here is the number five, Five Pillars, I guess. Obviously. And it says, when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, wore a new garment, he would name it. He would name his garments. A turban, a shirt, a cloak. And then he would say, oh Allah, praise be to you that you have dressed me with it. I ask you for its goodness and the goodness for which it was made, and I seek refuge in you from its evil, and the evil for which it was made. Firstly, let me explain that hadith. When it says the evil for which it was made, it means like the an evil thing could happen because of this. This thing could be a means for an evil thing happening. Like, for example, the scarf gets stuck around your neck, or lights on fire, or something like that. So it was created uh, for that reason. Hey, Maham, you got that uh, email too about the demonetizing, and we're lucky we're still even platformed. But anyway, what what exactly did they say, House of Films and Maham? What did they say about why? Did they give a reason? They just said, you know, you're you're getting a warning or what? All right, let's. In the meantime, while they tell us this, here's the sweatshirt. Oh, it's a very good quality sweatshirt, by the way. Look at what it says. Uh, Medina is for lovers, right? Like Virginia is for lovers. But this is a very good quality sweatshirt. Okay, and it's got a nice strong tag. This is a size medium, all right, with love for the sake of the one who created love. Should I put it on? Because I'm sure they're going to get a kick out of it. Okay. All right, let's put it on. Okay, take this jacket off. It's a nice sweatshirt. I've never, I, I hardly wear sweatshirts. I mean, I basically have like white shirts. White shirts, when my kids, when I say I have to go shopping, the kids are like, no. Nah. No, more white shirts, white shirts, white shirts. That's all I buy is white shirts. I love white shirts. All right, let's see how this, this hoodie's going to look because it looks pretty. The quality of this hoodie is very good, by the way. I'm sure they're going to get a kick out of this. All right. There we go. Huh? The color's very nice. I'm telling you, this is a really good hoodie. Okay. There it is. Very nice hoodie. Let's see if you can see it on the camera. This is how it looks. Perfect size. So medium is the size if you're... It's a great size. I always have issues with size because every company is different. Right? So very nice hoodie there from... Well, there's more. You know, I always share the spoils of war. I got these chocolates recently from the Melod, so you guys can have this. But I always share the spoils of war with my team. All right, next is another hoodie. All right, Habib, this might be yours. Another hoodie. Let's see what this one says. Ooh, this is like a minimalist type of shirt. First, it says five pillars on the hood. It's a hoodie, right? It's a very nice mauve colored hoodie. It just says hub on it. Very nice script. Well, you're Habib. So now you have to have this. It matches perfectly. See how things match up perfectly? So this is going to be for you. I hope it's not a small, though. Let's see. Size large. So, Habib, you're in luck. Okay. It doesn't look large, but it, the sizing is good, but this, the quality of the th thickness. All right. UFC, I thought you were bald. Come on, man. All right. And then lastly, well, this is going to go to Ryan. Okay. And... 
Let's see here. I, I like the products that don't have the name of Allah directly on it, right? So that you don't have to put the name of Allah as messenger in the laundry, and, and I think I think everything else can pass. And this shirt is also a large. It's tie dye. So Ryan is somewhat a little hippie-ish, right? <laughs> so this is going to be for Ryan. All right. So the spoils of war from five pillars says that Alhamdulillah. So it doesn't directly say the name of Allah directly, but this is this is all Ryan. I can see Ryan. Yeah, it's totally him, right? <laughs> Um, so here is the stuff. Habib, inshallah, right after this, you get this. And we have another set of gifts that we got. So that's Five Pillars. Thank you all very much to Five Pillars. And I'll be wearing his, uh, his shirt today. Can you lift up my screen a little bit or zoom it out so people could actually see what it says? Um, while I, in the meantime, share with you some calligraphy we got. From somebody that I guess they want to go unmentioned. But this is calligraphy that is going to go on the in the soup kitchen and in the college. Darul Fat College and La, La Cocina, our soup kitchen. So the first piece says Whoa. It says Darul Fat. This is, says Darul Fat and it's by Calligraphy Arabi Marrakesh. That's the Facebook account, and his name is Zaid, or is that T Saeed? I can't really tell. I think it's Zaid, but it says Darul Fat here. Very pretty calligraphy, very nice. Another one says Darul Fat. Look at that in the shape of the messenger's sandal. It also says Darul Fat. Okay, and very nice. And thank you again for this. And that will go framed and up on the the walls here at. Darul Fat and La Cocina is downstairs. La Cocina, French for the kitchen. La Cocina de Fatima Zahra, right? So that there has to have some Islamic sense to it. So the subtitle will be La Cocina of Fatima Zahra because she was very well known, her and Sayyidina Ali, for their charitable giving, and we wanted to to make this in her dhikra or her memory. And then we know the Messenger وسلم, how much he loved. Sayyidah Fatima Zahra. All right. So, five pillars. Thank you all very much. And our beautiful calligrapher, thank you so much for bringing this from Morocco. Okay. Uh, the sound. Why is the sound bad? She's saying? She's saying it's loud. I just put it down. Oh, she ready, you ready to put it down. Well, I could put the mic away, too. How's that? Okay. Uh, Maham, how's that for the sound? Is that better for me to put the mic down? We good? All right. We only have one more thing to say, and then we're going to have a longer Q&A session this week because we didn't have one last week. Firstly, the three things that... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said about this perfect his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Mudduha wa layli ila sajama wa da'aka rabbuka wa ma qala wa la al-akhiratu khairun laka min al-ula wa la sawfi yu'tika rabbuka fatarda. Alam yajidika yatiman fa'awa. Now we talk about how do we how do we remember 
and become grateful. Because Allah Ta'ala in these few verses of Surah Al-Duha has made the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has given him so much. Sayyidul Kawnain Alayhi Salatu Wasallam in this Surah Al-Duha has been given so much. Now when he was given this, it, it's something, the Qada may be there. He's going to be given it. But it may be over time that it manifests for him. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that's how it is, for example. قَالَ قَدْ اسْتُجِيبَ دَعْوَتُكُمَا Sayyidina Musa and Sayyidina Harun. Okay. قَدْ اسْتُجِيبَ دَعْوَتُكُمَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Musa and Harun, your, your dua has been answered. That dua is victory over Fir'aun. Okay. That happened after 40 years. Some people said, right? After 40 years, the answer to the dua happened. So a person may receive news, this is what you're going to get, but it may manifest itself over five years, over 10 years, over 40 years, it depends. Okay? So we have to think about that. Now, how do we do things in terms of, how do we motivate ourselves to be grateful? Just as you motivate yourself to do anything, but here these ayahs are teaching us through teaching the Prophet ﷺ how to be grateful. So the first one is, uh, Bal, it, he means here seeking. Okay? It does not mean astray. Messenger, a messenger is never astray. It's impossible for a prophet to ever be astray. But, okay? Meaning, you are looking for something. Seeking. Or it means... Not upon the path that you're looking for, that you want. You're not on that path. But, so it would be forbidden for us to imagine that it means the Prophet is astray. It's not the case at all. Okay. Means, or it possibly means, as Bhagavi says here, not knowing. So Baal just means you didn't know. There's no, no guilt or misguidance or deviation in not knowing. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن كُنْتَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ لَمِنَ الْغَافِلِينَ in Surah Yusuf, before this, you didn't know. Like before Allah told him the stories of all these prophets and all these teachings, he just didn't know. So that's one of the meanings of Dalan Fahadah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Messenger, peace be upon him, there was a period of time you were unaware of what the book is and what Iman is. So, so the Prophet learned these things. Okay? They were taught to him. The other meaning, Dalan means someone who is physically moving and searching. Physically, they're moving around and searching. Okay. So this is the importance of understanding what that means. Right? That you're seeking and then he guided you to it. If you want guidance, there's no mystery. There's no mystery in getting guidance. Guidance is something that you attain by seeking it, then Allah guides you to it. So it's all by the guidance of Allah, but you have to put yourself in a position to be guided. That's the big that's the difference. Are you in the position to be guided? Okay. What does that mean? In need, okay, and then Allah su su supplied you. And throughout the seerah, 
the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in many cases, just to be in need is also does not it's not a knock on somebody. But, but and when we have to look at it for ourselves, yes, we ourselves could have been astray. We totally misunderstood, we were doing wrong things, and then Allah guided us. Then we were in need. Okay, so you're guided, but you're poor. That's not good. It's weak. And Allah loves the strong more than the weak. Why? Because the strong can help others. Allah, the Prophet said, Verily, Allah loves the abd, the slave of Allah that is strong, more than the slave of Allah that is weak. The strong, he can help other people. He could defend the faithful, the faithful, etc. All right? So, وَوَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا فَأَغْنَى There's no, nothing wrong to say the Prophet was in need of supporters. Like Islam was in need of someone like Sayyidina Umar to uplift it, to give it glory. Why? Because the Messenger himself, his attribute was the Prophet of Mercy. He could not have done. It was not for him to do certain things. It was not for the Prophet to, for example, be as like cutthroat. Umar ibn Khattab it would have scared the people right if, if Sayyidina Umar was the prophet half the ummah would be so filled with pride the other half would be scared right like I'm too scared like I don't know this amount this sun is too blazing hot for me so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is described as brighter than the sun but cooler than the moon so it calms him alright it calms a person the prophet calms people and makes them feel safe because he didn't do certain things Sayyidina Umar, off with your head, right? Right away, no discussion. Discussion later. You can't talk because you're dead, but we'll have the discussion later, right? But that was how he began. And the Prophet, many times, he had to say, no, no, don't, don't cut his head off, please, right? Should I sever? Maybe this is why we get banned from YouTube. Because the amount of times that we've talked about beheadings, cutting off heads, lashes, right? I mean, I don't even think it's a big deal. It's just a beheading. But uh, it's just, you know, it's an expression for me. Yeah. Okay. So we should we should start saying love. We should start saying peace. We should say we love everybody. Everyone loves everybody. Okay. How's that? Maybe we get back. Uh, at least we won't get deplatformed. Did you? Can you go into Safiansadi at gmail.com and see if they? What's their deal? Let me let me go in there. Okay. I mean, YouTube apparently all of a sudden we're so sensitive we can't even discuss a um, pen. Oh, here we go. Wait a second. What is this? That's it? There's nothing bad? Like yeah. nothing bad happened? That's it? Just, just... I'm looking here. I can't see anything. Here, YouTube. No? You found it? Read it to me. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Can you go and ask them to to uh, to resend it because I can't see it. I, that's why I didn't sign up. I didn't see it. Okay. You want me to forward it to your email? Yeah. No. You go into YouTube and go into AdSense. You don't have to do it now. I guess after the stream, go into AdSense and then uh, have the send the pin to my address. I've asked them four times to send the pin. Okay. All right. So I mean. Um, uh, 
I guess maybe, ho- hopefully, it's not because we keep saying that so-and-so is going to get lashes. We need to take someone's, so-and-so's head off. Because, you know, it's metaphoric. It's allegorical. Because I don't have the power to do it. If I had the power to do it, it would be diff- different. I wouldn't have to say it on YouTube. I would just do it. Okay. All right. So, The Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the religion of Islam needed things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided it. Previous to that, the Prophet ﷺ had lost many things in his personal life. Like his father. And Allah Ta'ala supported him. Like his mother. Okay? Then Allah Ta'ala gave him uh, Fatima bint Asad, which was like a mother to him. That Fatima bint Asad is the wife of Abu Talib. Okay? And so this is what, and then he gave him Khadija. So the Prophet ﷺ has consistently been, been given support from the Messenger ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ said, لَيْسَ الْغِنَى عَنْ كَثْرَةِ الْعَرْضِ لَكِنَ الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ That wealth is not having a lot of things, but it's, it's being, uh, you can say, independent. Like, to be, if you have a million dollars, but you're addicted to money, that million dollars is not enough for you. Okay? If you have $500,000 and you enjoy life in a simple way, you know how to enjoy life on a smaller budget than that, you're rich. Okay? That's ghina. Ghina is not having a lot of stuff, but it's, it's being able to be independent. Right? It's being able to live without a lot of ton of, ton of stuff. That's the key here. So... Um, that this is the meaning of and we should always remember that we were in need sometime. So when someone comes up to us, we got to be there for him. And that's the joy. There's such a happiness in that. And a lot of people who are extremely successful, okay, they uh, all they want to do with the rest of their life is want to see other people succeed. Like that's the ha- that's the happiness. And that's a hawa yuafiq It's a it's a whim and a desire that actually matches with the sharia it matches with the sharia so um the issue here being that eventually there's going to come a time where you need to be a grateful servant now if you want allah ta'ala to to keep giving you more you can you start being grateful from now all right start being grateful from now don't wait and be grateful after i get this i'll be grateful after i guess what's the proof that you're going to be grateful okay what's the proof you haven't shown the ability to be grateful. So be grateful from now, right? Then Allah will give you, you're already on a roll of gratitude. And to me, gratitude, the best sign of gratitude is to give someone money if they need a financial loan, right? Or to give out from, your, from, from whatever Allah has given you. This is one of the best ways to be grateful. To give, up, give people loans to me is, and it's one of the hardest things. Okay. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala points the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to certain categories of people who are the most needy. Al-yatim. Which means the, the, the yatim, you always never have a given appearance that you dominate over him. Because the, the, the yatim is extremely vulnerable emotionally. He has no support. And everything, and everything, he's vulnerable. He has no support. He has zero support system. Like he does not have a dad to defend him. He doesn't have a mom to defend him. Don't domineer over his wealth. 
if you take care of an orphan, the very least you could do as a Muslim, okay, is not take over, is, is just keep his wealth safe. You've done your job. Because a yatim, the implication here is the yatim inherited money. When, the, when he inherits money, well, who's in bank accounts is, is it in? It's gonna, you're going to be like the guardian over his bank account. So make sure that you don't abuse that money because you are allowed to use that money to a degree. So he's got to eat, right? Well, when, when, when an orphan eats and you say, okay, well, $200 a month is going to come out of the orphan's account, we're going to, all right, buy, um, we're going to buy something for the orphan. Uh, food for the orphan. Now, when you buy food for the orphan, you're not going to have a pantry that says orphan on it, right? And that's your milk, that's your refrigerator, that's it. No, it's going to be mixed with the family's food so that you may eat from it, he may eat from it, the other kids may eat from it, but as long as he's eating $200 worth of food, and he may eat from your food too, so it's going to bleed in. So there is some type of make sure that you don't abuse this. This is from the meanings of But there's someone else on the opposite side. Okay. And you know what I've always wanted to do? It's one of my 10, maybe 20 years plan. Is have, Do people have orphanages anymore? Like, is that a thing? It's not a thing anymore, right? Foster care. I would love to have like one of the houses, inshallah, that we're going to get in this, this street. One of them just to be for like and it could be maybe like one of those where they come in for five, six months until they find a family. The state will bring them to you until they find a family. Because they get abused so much, it's ridiculous. Like half of them are like sexually abused. It's terrible. The people who pull this stuff up, right? Uh, they're, 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 they're abusers. No, I say half, a lot of them though. Uh, Sisters Tejweed says she ordered the books, the shirt, uh, the shirt came, but the books haven't come. Yeah, because we, we send them separately. So the, the, the books are coming to you from somewhere else. The shirt, our man Habib sent it out to you. So I'm glad you received it. Okay. All right, Ibrahim Khan, can you bring the mic a little closer? Fair enough. Okay, so I really want to have one day one of these homes just to be for foster kids. And we'll just have some simple rules. Like We'll be there. We'll cook a hot meal. Like You can't have too many rules. Unless they're little kids, right? But they're like preteen or something. You just got to keep it real simple. Do you establish an age group of kids? You like? Well, first of all, you can, you can talk, call the state and say, send us the Muslim kids. Because that's a priority for us. Because they can be sent to Christian or Jewish homes and lose their identity or ethnicity or religion or whatever it is. So the state does recognize that they will try to keep it as close as possible. So you could file for that. But then if they give you Muslim kids, then we could teach them Quran. We could teach them how to call the Adhan and pray five times a day and plug them into the masjid and make sure there are always people there that giving them some love. And especially if they're little kids where you know there's always going to be... And there, there could be, let's say, an auntie or a grandma who, who, who's just alone. She could live upstairs. So you live there, and you live with them, and you make sure that they're um, you know, eating three times a day, three meals a day, that they're learning, that they're being driven to practice, that they're learning their deen and everything. Like, that's really something that's really doable on a small scale, and then you, you, you send it to the smart people to scale it up, 
right? But just do it on a small scale and, and, and do it first because you're going to give, let's say, free rent or very minimal rent to like an auntie who's done with life and she wants to do some good deeds. And I say an auntie, not an uncle, because when you have little kids, it's much safer to be with a woman than a man. If, I, if you had a baby daughter and you took her to a kindergarten, okay, and you opened the kindergarten and you saw three dudes with beards, right? What would you say about that? Uh, come homeschool, right? Get back in the car. Yeah, let's go homeschooling, okay? So it's going to be like weird. It's, it's just not, Fitra doesn't accept it. Right? As much as people want to say it's all socially constructed, all right, socially constructed the right way then. It's all, this is all a social construct. Fine. Some social constructs are good. Fitra tells me that if I have a little baby, I'd much rather him in the hands of a, of, of, of a woman taking care of this baby than in some dude's hand who's going to lose his patience and get busy. And there was recently, I mean, they're, they're, they're even dads themselves, they lose sabr with their own kids. Sub, the, the fuse of men is way shorter than the fuse of many women, right? So I think it's so doable, but it's one of those things that we have to get the first thing that we're doing right. And we, we started the year with two things, the college and the soup kitchen. And both of them, they're moving, alhamdulillah. Now the next phase of our operation is to actually raise the funds and hire professional managers that can manage this thing perfectly. Everything is like ducks in an order and then scale it to the way we want because we want the food distribution every single day. Not acceptable, right? Not acceptable to have any less than seven days a week. Every single day there has to be food given out. And then the college, you have to add year two next year. You have to add year three the year after that. That means more teachers, more space because if, especially if it's all nighttime classes, then you, they can't overlap. And so that means full-time staff, full-time teachers. It's a big undertaking. After once you do that, then you can move on. But it is something in the back of my idea. I always wanted to have, um, always wanted to have a uh, an orphanage. Take care of these. You're gonna. We're scrubbing away our sins by all this. That's that's what we're doing. We're washing away our sins by this type, kind of work because we all have so many sins. Then the opposite end is someone who is not an orphan but is the least type of person you need, and that's someone who's just asking you for money. Okay. As for the one who is just asking you, don't embarrass him. Right? Don't, don't reject him. At least say something uh, nice to him. Right? Like if you want to step away from somebody, at least just say something nice to them. Right? Say something nice, right? Have mercy with them. And I love the way how it is in Morocco where you actually have to apply to be a beggar. If you beg without a license, you get hauled in. You have to show that there's a reason that you're begging. If you have any limb cut, blindness, anything crippled, you immediately get a license. You just have to show a reason why if you're a man with arms and legs and hands and ears, why can't you work? You have to show some proof. Once you do show some proof, they give you a card and you can take zakah, right? So people know that you're zakah eligible. It's a wonderful system. So people in the Morocco, they won't have to go to, you know, zakah.morocco uh, and pay zakah to, some com to the computer. It's almost like on the computer, online. It feels so impersonal. They can actually go out and give envelopes to people face-to-face. -face. It's a much better feeling. It's a beautiful feeling. 
to do that. So uh, the beggar for us, even if he's somebody that doesn't really do this, uh, that doesn't really have an excuse, at least say something nice. He's in such a bad situation anyway, right? So So this poor person, don't embarrass them. Don't reject them. There's unfortunately, we have Romanians. They're gypsies in my opinion. Not in my opinion, it's fact. They're gypsies. And they wear hijab and they always carry a baby. Oh, zakah, sadaqah, blah, 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 sob story. Oh, at, uh, at the masjid. Yeah, I see this yeah. all the time. Edgeware Road in England, all lined up. And they give you a sob story. Okay, come inside, sister. We'll give you zakah. No, 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 I don't come inside. All right, someone once brought her out and said, listen, there's one thing that you're poor, but you're faking to be Muslims. They're not even Muslims. Someone said, can you say Fatiha? What is Fatiha? And they couldn't say it. So it's one thing that bothers you. It's, it's one thing that you beg. Fine, you're begging you for. But another thing that you're lying to us. This is a scam operation. So I really, uh, I'm not a, a, a it's, ha- it's a problem with these types. Because on the one hand, not everyone knows that they're poor, uh, that, they're, that they're frauds. But there was even a documentary on like Channel 4 UK. It's a fraud. They're like pimped out from Romania and the guy's earning tons of money and living in a castle in Romania. So they're gypsies. So that type of thing, it should be removed from the street because it takes money away from the real uh, uh, needy types. Lastly, There's no problem to show the world that you do have some wealth. There's nothing haram about this. However, you want to make sure that you don't do this in the, in the presence of those who are have-nots. So you go somewhere where you know people are sort of miskin. You don't come in your Porsche. You come in like, whatever, regular car. You don't come in, you don't talk about your wonderful career with people who work nine to five miserable jobs. So there are certain etiquettes on how you show your blessing. Okay. For the Prophet وسلم, the blessing is the, re- the revelation. That's the blessing. Okay. Tell people about prophethood. What's the difference between wilaya and nubuwa? Wilaya you keep to yourself. Nubuwa has to be spread out to everybody. That's also the difference in the karama and the mu'ajiza. Mu'ajiza, tell the world. Miracles from prophets tell the world because everyone deserves to know that this is a prophet. Must know. Okay? But karamat of awliya, let's keep it between you and your loved ones and that's it. Okay. So that's one of the meanings. And ni'mah here being ni'mat al nubuwa But it's also, uh, as a rule of tafsir, al-ibratu bi'umum al-lafd la bi-khusus al-tanzil. The ibra, the, the lesson, is by the generality of of the language of the Quran, not by the specific reason why it was revealed. So therefore, means for everybody else out there who has a regular uh, blessing of the material nature, they are allowed to show it sometimes. It's not something we have to hide it. And some people are obsessed with hasid. Oh, mashallah, I don't want to show anything. Don't tell anyone because of hasid. I tell these people, calm down. You're blessed, you, your everything, whole situation is not that amazing that everyone's going to give you hasid, right? Like, cool it down a little bit. We're not here to hasid you, trust me. There's a lot more people I would rather hasid than you. 
right? They have to cool them down a little bit because they're obsessed in the head. It's a wiswas. Everything has it. I don't want to say anything because has it. Why? Oh, I don't show my baby. Don't show my baby pictures because of has it. He's not that cute. I was just being polite, right? <laughs> to be honest, right? So sometimes you have to bring them down to earth a little bit because your nama is really not that wonderful. You, in your eyes, you find, I'm glad you're so happy with it, but you have to be, you're offending people the more you say, okay, don't tell anyone because of hasid. You think I'm, we're going to hasid you? You think I don't have my own blessings that's keeping me busy, right? You think I really care about your blessings that much? So people really have to um, make sure they're not going overboard on hasid. And I know people who do this. Well, lie, they're superstitious. They're, they're, it's to, they're to a point of being superstitious. Recite Surah Al-Falaq three times, Surah Al-Nas three times. Say, MashaAllah, and be moderate and temperate in your in revealing your blessings. And don't worry about it. Leave the rest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All right, so let's now turn to the question and answer session. And we'll close with this saying from the Prophet ﷺ. If you are not grateful for a small amount, you're never going to be grateful for a large amount. So when a blessing starts coming, be grateful right away. Right now, from today, you can practice to be grateful. Anyone asks you for anything, try to give it as much as you can. Right? Always be happy. Always be happy. Happiness, it's a choice. It's not a state that I'm in. No, it's a choice. I choose to be happy. I love the saying that one time an old man was being taken to his nursing home, and the nurse said, well, let me take you to your room, sir. And he says, oh, okay, great. I love it. She said, sir, you haven't even seen it yet. He said, yeah, but I know that I've decided already that I love it. Right? I, he decided already that I love it. That's such an attitude. That's the right attitude to have. Happiness is a choice. It's not uh, something that comes upon you. If it comes upon you, you're just going to keep waiting. But if in any situation I could make myself happy, how? By relative. Being, look at, looking at it relative. By relativity. Like This could have been 10 times worse. That's number one. But number two also, like by sharing it with somebody. Share whatever little you have. You make them happy, it bounces back onto you. And that's the sweetness of... And, you, and you'll see these people. They're always like on point. They're always mood is always up. It's a choice. It's practice. It takes practice. And other people they enjoy you know, sobbing for themselves and being blue, like in the movie Inside Out. There's sadness. No matter what happens, she will find a way to be sad about it. Right? I'm not a fan of the, that thing, and I think it's a bad habit. It's not even a personality type. Don't say it's a personality type. It's a habit. You can create these things in, in, by, by how you talk to yourself. All right, let's go now, inshallah ta'ala, to our Q&A. And apparently on our screen now, we are showing all of our Q&A. We're showing Facebook. We're show, are we showing Insta on the, on the Q&A? And let's see what people are saying. People are saying... Not shown Instagram. Yeah, a lot of people have the Romanians in their country too. In F NBF eighty nine, you recited Hizbin Nasr in the nicest way. I love that style. Is it Maghribi? I think it is. 
is borrowed from the Maghrebi style of recitation, yes. I love the Maghrebi style of recitation. And there's, it's almost like extinct, by the way. Like, the Maghrebis are very, are getting Easternized, right? They're like in love with the East. That's the problem. Can you go open up Instagram on your, on your screen? Because you know I deleted the app from my phone. Oh, I deleted it. No, they keep sending me Zina, basically. No, I'm not looking at it. I don't care. You have to make a decision someday, right? I, I can answer people, by the way, from Facebook Messenger because it's the same company. Ahmed Mansour is here, mashallah. Faizul Khamkar. Ryan McClung. Ask Ryan. I'll help you open it. All right, let's go to... Can, I, can questions that oppose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be from our fitrah? What does it mean, oppose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? There can be general questions about the nature of the Creator, and that, yes, it can be from the fitrah. The fitrah isn't always guided. Fitrah can make a lot of mistakes. And so we need religion and guidance. Okay, let's have a sip of water here first. Thoughts on the whole Tawheed al-Hakimiyya debate. I deleted Twitter off my phone too, by the way. Waste of time. It's relation to the Khawarij and to Hizb al-Tahrir. Not getting involved in either of those two groups. No, no offense to them. Or even if they take offense, no problem. Uh, Swords of the Brailvi. Okay, when are you visiting India? I was gonna visit Pakistan first of all, right? I was gonna visit Pakistan, but it's just it's just so hard for me to go these far places at this point in life. Too many responsibilities here. Neba Adam says, "How to continuously grow knowledge about this world without getting distracted from the right intentions." The best way to start to, to grow your knowledge from this world is to talk to the winners of this world. Okay? The winners. There are a lot of winners in the world. Get close to winners. Ask them for an inter- ask them to have lunch with you. Whoever is in your field that is a winner in life. Okay? Who is a winner in life? Ask them out for lunch. Take them out for lunch and talk to them. Become friends with them. If you want to be a winner in life, then go hang out with other winners in life. Okay. Bina, if we have problems with our knees, can we pray with our hands first and then come go down with the knees after that? Yes, you can. Is nas bad luck due to jealousy a thing? No, you mean like hasad. Of course, hasad is a thing. Bad thing may happen because of people giving you hasad. All right, sort of brevi, I answered the question. I hope you heard it. Can you explain, says Sophia, how to write a will? What should be on it or in it? So the way that you have to do it is um, you have to list your relatives. Then you list your possessions. Then you write down like a final testimony to your family, like a word. It's just like, uh, what would make you, what do you want them to do in their lives? Like a final word. 
And that's not the main part of the will. That's just like part of, you know, like an addendum. But ultimately, the two in, in things that you need are your, all of your assets and your cash and, and everything that you have. And then you have to list your relatives, right? And then your relatives will all get a portion of every single one of those assets. Okay. We can have a, a stream about that because there are some really good companies here that do that stuff. Hamza Azizi says, I have a great opinion of Allah, but my whole family raised me to be negative. Stay away from them. Not stay away from their family, but stay away from that mentality. They're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm afraid of band-breaking ibtila. How do I overcome? You need to fill your mind to fill your mind with the opposite of what your family is saying because your family is one of those negative types then you need to basically um, you need to make sure you're away from all that and you need to repeat to yourself more positive message affirming the mercy of Allah Ta'ala and his generosity and more so than the negatives that they're talking Does Safina Society have Arabic classes? Yes, we do. We have four wonderful Arabic classes. And, I, and the way in which you study these Arabic classes, I highly, highly recommend everybody who takes these Arabic classes, read, uh, uh, view, watch the classes over and over and again, get the book, read it physically, then watch the class, watch the videos over and over, then go back to the reading. And one of them is not even a, listed in the Arabic class, but the book Remembrance of God the course, Remembrance of God, it's called, is Imam Siyulti's essay on Dhikrillah. Essentially, it's Arabic, because I read it, I underline where I'm reading on the screen, and then I explain it. So I, I highly recommend people, go, go to those classes at arcview.org, sign up for Arcview Basic. One of them is an Arcview Plus class, but watch the videos over and over and over until you can read those texts by yourself. Until you're good at reading these texts. Okay. Where can I get this sweater, says SP. Five Pillars. This is the company that sent me this sweater today. So we... Uh, I don't know if you can read this, but it says Five Pillars, and it has five... Five Pillars on it. So, it's a, a nice company. Really good quality sweatshirt, I have to tell you. When are you visiting India? Yes, we answered that, inshallah, maybe someday. Is the Mawlid a bid'ah? Let's, let's just see what Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani says about al-Mawlid. Okay. This is from my man Ammar. Now listen to what Sayyidina al-Imam Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani. Is there anyone going to argue with Ibn Hajar? Is he his acceptable arbitrator? Ummah wide. The entire Ummah. Ya Ahnaf, Ya Hanabila. Ya Shafi'iya, Ya Malikiya, Ya Salafiya, Ya whatever you are. Okay? Is Ibn Hajar an acceptable arbitrator for you? Agree or disagree, but he is an acceptable testimony. His arbitration should be accepted ummah wide. Okay? Now, I'm not saying you have to follow what he's saying, but you have to recognize it is a valid opinion. Nobody could disagree that what I'm about to read to you is a valid opinion. Okay. Excuse me. ابن عن ابن حجر العسقلاني حيث قال الحافظ السيوطي وقد سئل شيخ الإسلام حافظ العصر 
Abu al-Fadli, Ibn Hajar, an amal al-Mawlid. First of all, what's the relationship between Asiyuti and Ibn Hajar? Asiyuti was a baby when he was presented in front of Ibn Hajar. And Ibn Hajar, you know, for the barakah of it, give him uh, ijazah amma. Al-Sawi, Al-Sawi, if I'm not mistaken, was the rival of Ibn Hajar. He was a bit older than uh, uh, of Asiyuti. He was a bit older than him. And he studied, actually studied with Ibn Hajar. So Sawi so used to always say, this is of yours is, is, you know, it's just Ijaz Amma for the Barak. I actually studied with him whenever they would have a debate. But in any event, Siyuti is essentially one link right after Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani. And he is, he just, whatever Ibn Hajar takes, Siyuti always supports. ila Islam, we said this, An amal al-Mawlid fa'ajaba bima nassahu. He answered, Exactly, as what I'm telling you. Direct quote. Aslu amal al-mawlidi bid'atun. The description or the nature of the mawlid, it's that it's a new matter. It's, an, it's a bid'ah. It. it is a new matter. Lam tunqal an salaf al-salih. It was not relayed, reported from the salaf. None of them did this. Min al-qurun al-thalatha, from the first three generations. وَلَكِنَّهَا مَعَ ذَلِكَ However, despite this, اشتملت على محاسن وضدها It has in it what is very good and what is not so good. فَمَنْ تَحَرَّ فِي عَمَلِهَا الْمَحَاسِنِ وَتَجَنَّبَ ضِدَّهَا كَانَتْ بِدْعَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ If he follows what is good in the, in the mawlid, and he avoids the negative, what is the opposite of that, right? Then it is a good innovation. It's a good innovation. So, yes, it's a new thing, but is it good or bad? Okay. Why is he basing it on this? That he does not accept the notion that Kullu bid'atin dalala is not specific, right? It's a general statement that is focusing on things that are specific. Why? What's his proof? He's going to give you his proof. وَقَدْ ظَهَرَ لِي تَخْرِيجُهَا عَلَىٰ أَصْلٍ ثَابِتٍ Why? Because the Mawlid now has a strong foundation. So it's a specific thing that derives from a general foundation. What is that foundation? وَهُوَ مَا ثَبَتَ فِي الصَّحِيحَيْنِ And that which is established in the two Sahih books, Bukhari and Muslim, and the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallama, قَدِمَ الْمَدِينَةِ he came to Medina, فَوَجَدَ الْيَهُودَ يَصُومُونَ يَوْمَ عَاشُرَىٰ And he found the Jews fast Ashura. So in Mecca they used to fast Ashura, but they didn't really know why. Okay? And he came and he was surprised to find the Jews also fast Ashura. So he asked them why. فَقَالُوا هُوَ يَوْمَ أَغْرَقَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ فِرْعَوْنَ On Ashura, this is the day Allah drowned the Pharaoh, and he saved Musa. وَنَجَّى Musa. فَنَحْنُ نَصُومُهُ شُكْرًا لِلَّهِ We fast it out of gratitude to Allah. فَيُسْتَفَادُ مِنْهُ So we can benefit from this. We understand from this. فِعَلَ الشُكْرِ لِلَّهِ The action, taking an action out of shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مَا مِنْ بِهِ مَنْ بِهِ فِي يَوْمٍ مُعَيَّنٍ In a specific day. مِنْ إِزْدَاءِ نِعَمَةٍ Because of the blessing he gave on that day. أو دفعي نقمة or pushing back 
or that, that Allah saved you from a calamity. Now, Siyuti says, and then he says, and what blessing is greater than the arrival of this Prophet? This is the word of Ibn Hajar. Nabiyur Rahma, right? The Prophet of Mercy. This is what's connected to the origin of acting upon this mawlid. Okay, and they also cite Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying in the Quran, right? For for this mercy that Allah sends you, you should be happy. Better than all the dunya that you have. Of course, guidance and deen and being part of the Ummah of Muhammad وسلم, is better than all the dunya that we could possibly have. For, for this, here meaning general guidance, in general. So specific things and general, guidance in general. They should be happy. As for what happens in it, what happens in it should be explicitly gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Recitations, feeding the poor, giving sadaqah, inshad, shay'in min al-mada'ih, praise of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay. And the nasheeds that make you, you know, not want this life and want the next life. Al-Zuhdiyya. That move the hearts to do good and to act for the Akhirah. Okay. And that's the end of the selection. So, Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, he's a fair arbiter, arbitrator. Disagree. No problem. I have no problem. Someone says, I don't want to do this. Fine. Don't do it. But you cannot say that Ibn Hajar's fatwa is going to lead to misguidance, and he's upon misguidance, and he's a mubtadir, blah, 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 and expand something that was not really to be expanded. So uh, that's the short of Ibn Hajar's take on the Mawlid. He just read it verbatim from as Siyuti quoted it verbatim. Let's now go back to the questions. It's if, if Islam has been perfected, then why there is nothing in the tradition that dictates how rulers should be chosen? Oh, there is. Not something has to be written to you directly. How did the Prophet ﷺ make succession occur? How did the, Abu Bakr bring the next Khalifa? How did Umar bring the next Khalifa? How did Sayyidina Uthman bring the next Khalifa? How did Sayyidina Ali bring the next Khalifa? How did Sayyidina Al-Hasan bring the next Khalifa? The Prophet ﷺ also said, whoever asked for it, don't give it to him. So, so the Prophet ﷺ, he permitted for us that the first way to... to, to to have succession of from king to king or ruler to ruler is by not saying anything. Let the people decide. And the people being the, the, the leaders of each group. Okay, So you have different... In the old world, it was tribes. The leaders of each tribe, they come together, they select somebody. And that's what happened after the Prophet Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he, he appointed Sayyidina Umar, but not uh, unilaterally. He called the 10 most important Sahaba. And he said, I want to appoint Omar. What do you think? 
Nine of them agreed. And before he even said anything, and Sayyidina Ali knew what the meeting was about, he said, let it be Omar. He said, it's Omar. And only one Sahabi, he disagreed. He says, I think Omar will be too strict. And then Sayyidina Abu Bakr replied, and he said that when he's actually ruling, he's, he's strict because he sees me as soft. That's Sayyidina Abu Bakr said this. He sees me as layin, like, like I'm, I'm lenient. So he, he has to be balance that out. But when he's ruling, he'll actually be soft. And he was soft to the people. He was hard on the enemies and hard on the rich and the arrogant, but he was soft with the people. How did Sayyidina Umar give us a sunnah? Sayyidina Umar's sunnah is that he picked six people who were all worthy of being the Khalifa. And then he picked one trustworthy person over them who should never be the Khalifa. That was his son. He said, son, you're not going to be the Khalifa. Enough, one, one from our family is enough. You are the manager of these six. These six are to agree. They cannot differ. Right? They cannot differ. They have to agree on, on a Khalifa. And they did. Right? They agreed on Sayyidina Uthman. Okay? Then Sayyidina Uthman, he followed the way of the Prophet He died without doing anything. And the people, again, the leaders came together and they selected Sayyidina Adi. Sayyidina Adi died doing the way of the Prophet Did not do a thing. They came together, they chose Hassan. And Hassan is a sunnah too. How is he a sunnah? Because when he saw that there's fitna and there's two rival khilafas, what did he do? He abdicated. He set the sunnah of abdicating and, he, and abdication is permitted. He abdicated the khilafah for the sake of the ummah. So that's how the... Uh, and then Sayyidina Muawiyah, he basically made a break. He said, I'm the first king of the Arabs. I'm not, I'm not upon the Prophet's way, not because he doesn't believe in the Sunnah or he doesn't want to practice the Sunnah, but for the simple reason that the, the Ummahs become too complex, the people to trust are too little, so we're going to follow a monarchy system now. We're going back to the old ways, it's going to be in my family. And then he put in Yazid, and he said, I have a hope that he's going to be good, I, have, uh, in, I believe he's going to be good, and if he's not, may Allah make his reign short. So his reign was disastrous and short. And then it shifted to Marwan, because there was no lineage left for that line of the Bani Umayyah, it shifted to Marwan. Then went from Marwan to Abdul Malik to, I believe, his brother then, Abdul Aziz. No, no, Abdul Malik, and then to Suleiman ibn Abdul Malik. It went in the line of Abdul Malik. Then that line broke, and it went to the cousin, Omar ibn Abdul Aziz. Okay. And then shortly thereafter, the Abbasids took over. The Umayyads ruled for about 89 years, or 88 and a half years. So the Abbasids operated as khalifas, but essentially the monarchy, right? It goes in the family. A monarchy, in sense, is not the prophetic way, but it's also not a forbidden way. Here's a question. Aisha Davies says, I'm leaving my job, as I found out, I was helping a pedophile. By the way, they're, they're increasing. By the way, the pedophiles. I'm a housing officer, which really upset me. I'm hoping I'm doing the right thing morally, inshallah. And if this is the case, then inshallah, Allah will open for you a door far greater, far greater than, than this, because it's hard for people to leave their jobs, but you have to have trust in Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So he put taqwa first, then he'll find you a way out. Whoever has taqwa, he'll find you a way out. You have to have taqwa first. Famous story of Imam al-Sha'rawi, where people came to, a man came to him, he says, I'm a hotel worker in Egypt. They just put me to market and advertise for a bar. Because in 
Sharm el-Sheikh, it's all like European and German and, and, and mostly European tourists. So they have bars and stuff. So he said, they just put me in the bar and I have to market the bar. And he said, of course, that's haram. So he said, so can I do it while looking for another job? He said, so you want to find the outlet and then fear Allah? No, the Quran says the opposite. Fear Allah first, then the outlet will come to you. So leave the job right away. That man, he left the job. He came back like six months later to Sheikh Sharaw. He says, I'm on vacation. You won't believe what happened. I left the job. I found the next job in Medina. Munawwara. I got hired in Medina and Munawwara. Right. So have taqwa first. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up a new door. Let's go to Instagram here. It says, if you live alone and you and your family lives in another country, how do you overcome negative thoughts and overthinking? You would need to surround yourself with people. You cannot be alone in this day and age. It's not really healthy to be alone. So you need to go to the local masjid, see halakas, make a friend group. Always be with people. In this day and age, I'm telling you, in COVID, a lot of people were going mentally haywire because of the loneliness, because of the solitude. How are you, Habib? We didn't even know each other in COVID. COVID? Were you going crazy? Yeah. People were going like, you know, either... And I'll tell you what the worst thing that happens is that uh, you, you build really bad habits. Like, you're not used to sharing anymore. You're not used to... There's no reason, real reason to sleep on time, unless your job requires it. But um, you get into these really bad habits. So you need to actually always be with people. Always be with people. And there are some guys, when I lived with a bunch of guys, they never ate dinner alone. There's no such thing. Dinner is always eating together with the group. Whether they come, you go, or you all meet out, right? There's, you, you always eat with a group. So I think that you have to, you have to whether artificially create yourself company uh, and use the masajid. The, the right, where are righteous people? Where are decent people? The people, go and you'll find them at Aisha, Right? And you go different massage until you find yourself a crew. But you have to have discipline to force yourself out. Solitude is a really, really tough, uh, tough test. Especially if you're, if you're overthinker. Yeah. You're just oh, man. No, that's no, terrible. All right. Go to Daydreamer of, uh, Daydream of Autumn. How to ask questions on ArcView if you're not following the class live. Yes, you could still ask questions. Each class, each course has a WhatsApp chat. And you could also put a comment under the lecture that you're asking, and it will come to us. Okay. Is that, is reflecting on Islam says, thank you, but I'm a girl, is that? That's the question you just answered about being alone. That was the question. If you're living alone, though, I don't think that it's necessarily impossible to, to, to go to a busy masjid as long as it's safe to get there. It's not going to be too dark, and there should be people there. Um, in the masjid, especially you go to one of those busy ones. You're not going to go to the one of those little uh, musalla masajid where you could just be like ends up being you and like the imam, but one of those bigger masajid, right? And some of them like Baker Street Mosque, it even has a restaurant downstairs, right? And uh, there's always people there. And here's the thing: you might not, the people there may not be relate to you, but what does Allah says, right? Um, Make yourself patient with the people who are calling on their Lord's night and day, which means Fajr and Isha in the mosque, right? So you, you still want to make yourself, make it happen, especially in these, I don't know if she's in, in England, but those long British 
evenings where it's night by 4 p.m. It's dark by 4 p.m. Yeah. And, it's, and, and you basically pray Fedj at 7 a.m. Fedj. Valid Fedj at 7 a.m. So you go out there and you go to work. It's dark. Work is over. You come out. It's dark. What are you going to do? You got to go to the masjid and you got to spend your time somewhere where there's human beings or else you really could go crazy. Jalili says solitude is used as a form of torture in Guantanamo. Totally. 100%. If you're going to spend time in Islamic centers, because Islamic centers, they take a different ruling today than old mosques. In the West, the Islamic center is the community. That's where the community is at. It's not like the masjid of the old days where it's just pray and leave. And there's no reason for a woman to be there. But today, it's, it's the community. It's the only place you're going to see other Muslims. It's the only place where Islam is practiced. So the, the condition really should be that there's other people there, and you're not alone. You end up being alone with the Mu'addin or something like that. Because that could happen in these little masajid. Okay. Ruh Muhassar is asking a question about Sayyidina Muawiyah selling idols. When did this happen? I've never heard of such a thing. Definitely never happened in Islam. No, definitely not in Islam. And it's Shia Hadith. Before Islam or after Islam? Well, I don't know. It's going to be definitely be, it's obviously going to be before Islam. He's not going to have sold idols after Islam and then be the scribe of the Prophet at the same time. Sahabi will not commit kufr. And that's an act of kufr, selling idols, right? So. Sophia has a question here. What is Sophia saying? Salahuddin Jiban. We need this as a post. I'm sure he's saying that you're talking about the Ibn Hajar on the Mawlid. Yeah, we'll cut that out. We'll clip it. Random user, what's the best way to go about life if you don't have righteous people around you to correct you if you're wrong? Seek them out. Seek and ye shall find, as the Bible says, which is a true statement. Seek and ye shall find. Seek it out. Seek out these people. And you will find them and you will become friends with them. What is the Sunni view of Muhammad ibn Abi Bakr? The view is that he did, he was um, protesting against Sayyidina Uthman. He, he did enter the home, but as soon as Sayyidina Uthman informed him and said, your father will be very disappointed in this, he turned around, he tried to tell his, the other two people with him to turn around, but it was too late. They went and they killed Sayyidina Uthman. Who narrates this? He narrates it. And also, uh, Na'ilah narrates the story of what happened. Now, it is the wife of Sayyidina Uthman, and she saw it herself. She saw all of this. And she's the one who showed Sayyidina Aisha that the blood of Sayyidina Uthman, the drop, fell on the verse of Qur'an, Allah will take care of them for you. How do you distinguish between mental health and weakness of character? Allahu A'lam. Allahu A'lam, to be honest with you. But I, I tend to believe that there's a lot more that willpower can do than people make it out to be. So many people and society is promoting this type of thing where you just throw everything to biology and things that are out of your control. I would rather a, a, a viewpoint of things where it's in my control. 
right? Because Allah gave us willpower. This is a gift. All right, Nay Dizzy says, if your spouse is a Muslim and trying to work on his or her salah and does not consistently pray, what is a good way to motivate them and is considered a halal, and is it considered a halal relationship? It is sinful to marry a fasiq, is somebody who is publicly, openly sinful. It is not sinful to marry somebody who has sins in private. Okay? They keep it private, they don't public, publicize it. In other words, they have enough shame, they have enough embarrassment in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to commit their sins in front of everybody. So that it is halal and valid in that regard. Even if he was a public sinner, we would say it is haram to engage with this in, in this relationship. But once you do, it is valid. So there is a concept of something being haram but valid, meaning your marriage to this person is not zina. It is a valid marriage, but it was haram to enter into it. Okay, So that's the fasiq who is the public sinner. You, you didn't ask about the public sinner. You asked someone who just has a trouble praying. Right? And if you want to know how to help somebody who, who doesn't pray, change your friend group. Transform your friend group. Right? The best way to start praying is, is to have a good friend group. And sometimes if you look at a lot of people, they're in motion. They're moving. They never change. Why? Because every time their heart does something good, their friends pull them back. They do something good, their friend neutralizes it. They go to their, uh, to, 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 they get some energy and momentum, their mom or dad may pull them back. Their sister may pull them back. So change your group, right? Change your crew. Start befriending other people, people who pray five times a day, right? And once your family isn't part of that group, then I believe that things will become very easy. What would you say to, for like parents, parents that don't pray or... If the parents don't pray or the grandma doesn't pray, I, uh, as Imam Ghazali said, we don't give advice to the, to, the, to the elders except very gently, very, and it's not even your responsibility. So I would not even go there, to be honest with you. I wouldn't even go there. Sophia says, I asked if you saw the jail sentence of Sheikh Abdullah Basfar in Saudi 12 years because he accepted to lead prayer in the Hagia Sophia. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Unreal. 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 Seeing the Prophet in a dream of Bushra doesn't mean you'll see him in real life too when you're awake. Maybe and maybe not, but it definitely is a Bushra. Triple H says he's very, very sick. May Allah Ta'ala give him a speedy shifa. He never misses a stream. May Allah give him a speedy shifa out there in Chicago. Sumeya123 says, My father has cancer and doctors have stopped treatment. What's the best dua or Allah's name to seek a cure? Also, if we want destined to die, can dua change that? Yes, dua can extend the person. Allah Ta'ala withdraw it, He can extend something or decrease it. So, yes, I believe that with a salah at a salah tibbiya, 300 times a day, is what many scholars have given as a medicine. If He cannot recite it, you recite it. With the intention that Allah accepts your dua afterwards. Recite it 300 times. A salah at you can find it on salawathub.com. 
or .org, I can't remember. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin tibb al-qulubi wa dawaiha, wa afiyat al-abdani wa shifaiha, wa nur al-absari wa diyaiha, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wa sallim. Salawatshub, try.com or .org. And then you could take a screenshot and do a split screen or something. Moab, are there abrogated verses in the Qur'an? Yes, there are. I thought abrogated verses were made to be forgotten or take out by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, you're correct. There are two categories of abrogation. There's one type of abrogation where the ruling only is removed, but the verse stays. The other is that the ruling stays and the verse is removed. And the third, I said two, but there are three, is that the ruling has changed and the verse is removed. So that Sayyidina Jibreel comes comes to teach the Messenger وسلم, and when he recites the surah, he says, no longer recite this. It's still from the words of Allah, but it's not part of the Qur'an anymore. Many people get confused by this. And the proof of that is, is that the Sahaba, they transmitted that Surah Al-Ahzab used to be longer than Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Ahzab, which is 10 pages now, right? Surah Al-Baqarah is 20, 50 pages in the Medina Mus'haf. 40 pages, more than 40 pages of what we would, by our uh, uh, Medina Mus'haf, more than 40 pages. Right? So it used to be longer than Baqarah. And we can say possibly that Baqarah was not complete yet at the time. Right? That there was still being verses being revealed. Okay. So that's the meaning of abrogation. So there are verses where the ruling of this verse is abrogated. But the verse is still there. What's the point of that? Is that's a litmus test for knowledge. Are you knowledgeable? Say Nadi, when he used to go around and see someone preaching in Iraq, he used to ask them about the abrogated verses. And if they couldn't answer, he said, you're not allowed to preach anymore. And it's to force people to require scholarship. Allah Ta'ala wants to force us to, to seek scholarship. Right? So there are questions, there are certain matters in the religion that can only be discerned after much study. Okay. Muhammad Mun'am, what do you think of the public tarawih prayer done in Times Square in Ramadan? Is this how we should be doing dawah? I personally believe that you, you just never know who's going to see something for the first time, and there are positives and negatives to it. The negatives is that possibly that it may not be the most respectful place. I know in Times Square there's like there's an area where people can paint their skin and be naked, right? So I know about that. And is the, and there's lights and women and alcohol all over the place. So is that the place to do it? Well, I believe that we're in a time where people just need to see more. They need to see Ibad and Deen. So it's something that I may not do, but I won't uh, criticize the the project. And I think that it can grow. And it could be every year could be better and bigger and bigger and bigger. And to have dhikrullah right in the middle of ghafla is not necessarily always a disrespectful thing. It's what they intend by it. They really intended, you know, to do it as a um, um, as dawah. And I think it's a good intention. So I, I pray for that. I don't know who did it. I don't know the groups who did it. So it'll be cool if they establish like a whole month of like in Times Square you can pray for all week. Like they would close it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's possible in the winter, as um, although it may be cold, but the time lag for the um, for the summer is too short. It's like literally iftar, maghrib, isha, right? Tarawih. 
it's too short to get into Times Square and to go. That's why they did it on the first of Ramadan because no one's fasting. But if they, I, I believe in public ibadah, personally. People need to see it. You know, and 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 nine people may make fun of it and be bothered by it. Well, one person may be guided, and it that's that's huh? It, it raises, raises questions. Yeah, and it's by the way, people do stuff all the time. People are putting their vision of life out there in the public all the time. Why shouldn't we? So, Hanifa says, my parents prefer me moving back home, but no one at home is practicing Muslim, so I know it will make it harder for me living there and unnecessary tension. I believe that it, you, uh, you should live at home until you get married for the sake of that it's closer to the sunnah. However, if you're being abused... That's the only line I would say you have a right to leave. But them not practicing may just, you have to be a bit stronger. But it is probably better for you, as long as no one's abusing me. Why is everyone asking if I'm fasting today? What's going on with that? Right? Is there a thing? Is, there, is it a day of sorts? I mean, obviously not. Um, yeah. <laughs> I keep drinking, but I don't understand what... Is there a thing? It's not like it's the 12th of bed. Oh, Uthman K says, even the super poor people in Egypt have heard about the Tarawih in Times Square. It's a compelling thing, right? Is there such a thing, says T-Dot, as certain numbers being bad for people? No such thing. We have no belief in superstitions. We have no beliefs in things that are out of your control. Everything that, that sounds like a superstition that is negative, we, don't, we reject it. We totally reject it. Let's go really quickly to um, Facebook to see what's going on there because we tend to ignore the Facebookers. But let's see. And while it's loading, how do you bring order and discipline in a teenage girl's madrasa without pushing them away from the deen, says Suzella Rahim. I would say that you need to introduce a lot of the aspect of love of the of the Prophet ﷺ, love of shiyukh, love of awliya in history, and lay it on real thick. And there should be a lot of qasid, a lot of nasheed that touch the heart. Okay, Because you need to touch the heart. What touches the heart greater than a, a wonderful melody? So you need to lay that on thick, and you yourself need to be a lover of the deen. And then all the staff need to get on that same wavelength of a, an intense passion for the deen and a love for the religion, Love of Allah. Love, love of Allah begins with love of dhikr. Okay. Then love of the Prophet begins with love of salawat. And seeing the benefits of salawat. Traveling light says do the salat to be has to be in one session. No, it doesn't have to be 300 at once. It could be spread out. And that 300 is a number that ulama gave. Istihsan, right? Istihsan means an estimate that they made. Just so you know that it's not a sunnah. But it's just a number that they gave. And so for Suzella's question, I believe that you need to put the love of the deen in your heart first, and in, I'm not saying it's not in her heart, but also in the hearts of the other women and, who run this women's school. And you need to love dhikr. You need to love it so much that you do it so much. Once you do it so much, it'll cool and soothe the hearts of these teenagers. And they will still be teenagers, but the, the, uh, the level of thorniness and fisk that they will go towards will have a limit. It really won't. Um, it won't go so far out. But you gotta lay the the love and the dhikr really thick. Stories of awliya all the time, right? Honoring scholars, tasawwuf, 
lay it on real thick. Their hearts, it will, I see the effects of it on teenagers. I've seen the effects. They're still teenagers, right? But there are certain areas of life they will never go. They, 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 they find it disgusting. Why? Because their fitrah is being cleaned. And they find certain disrespect of religion to be like off-limits. Genuinely from themselves. It's amazing. Genuinely. Not something that's forced. Okay. Please make du'a for my mother. Every medical report is normal. And so people are saying it's sihr. Please see the ulama for that and get a, a, severe, a serious ruqya for that. Because it's dangerous stuff to be dealing with sihr. Why do Western Muslims get PhDs? To teach, to be professors, to be researchers? That's a good question. So I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a currency right now. Like, for example, I never wanted to get a PhD. No, I didn't. I sometimes don't know what's good for me. When you're young, you don't know what's good for you. So I said my plan, which basically almost gave my parents a heart attack, is that I'm just going to be a substitute teacher. In the public school. I know they're going to give me 75 bucks a day that I show up. And it's not a job. It's like you, you sign up, you get a call in the morning uh, from like a machine. You either accept it, you hit a button. You accept, they tell you, uh, we need a substitute for Spanish class, come to room 2B, right? And the schedule is going to be there, right? Wherever. A robot calls you. If you accept, press 1. You press 1. They expect you to show up now. Right? You don't want to go, you press 2. Oh, that's how it worked for me. That's why these subs came in and they're just like, they don't even know what's going on. No, they don't know what's going on. And I went in, I I don't know what's going on. I don't care what's going on. Fail, succeed, you want to throw airplanes all day, I could care less, right? I went and I got my my book, my medicine, and I'm memorizing Ibn Ashr, right? So, I wanted to do that. And then I knew that if I worked for about four months, that would pay for Mauritania for eight months. And I said, I'm going to work for four months, go to Mauritania for, for eight months. Until what? Until I become a sheikh, right? So basically, they're like, no, 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 they, they, this can't happen. You have to have a formalized, recognized degree in your field because that's the currency. So I said, okay, fine. I said, all right, I'm not doing this MA, PhD for seven to ten years. There's no way. I have a very short fuse for this nonsensical academics. And I don't even like the personalities. Like academic person, like a guy, he's like frail, he's a geek, he's a nerd. A conversation may be fun with him, to be honest. Their conversation may be great, but I just didn't, no offense to academics out there, but I, I didn't like it. I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. I don't admire this type of person. You I, you know, this from the beginning? Yeah, from the beginning. But there was something inside me that said, maybe I'll like it. What I did admire, I admired gangsters. And I'm not talking about gangsters with guns and drugs. I'm talking about CEOs. That's, that's the guy. That's the guy, right? Those tigers that build up these mega companies. It's like, how did you do this? Like, you were like, you're like a Superman type of human in terms of the dunya. Like, that's what I uh, admired. But, all right, fine. I'm going to make sure my mother and father are happy and I know this is going to be a blessing for me. So I went doing it, not attending as much as I could, didn't have to attend. And I thought to myself, where's the next sheikh? Sheikh Muhsin al-Najjar was in Virginia. So I started looking up schools in Virginia just to be next to Sheikh Muhsin al-Najjar. 
And I found GW. I went down there. They're like, we don't even have a master's program, but if you're going you're gonna to pay for it and do it, we'll make one for you. They literally made a master's for, program for me, right? And so they made the master's program for me. I attended it. I got a degree. And then I go to start searching, what is the shortest PhD program possible? And I searched and searched. I found England. You don't have to do all this nonsensical coursework. You just dive right into the research. And three years, you're done. I was like, this, that's it. So I went to England and did it there, right? And that, and that it was a blessing to go to England, really great blessing to, to, to study in England. So you were in England for three years? It ended up being three and a half, yeah, three and a half years, yeah. And then I came back to Jersey. Then, of course, they always make you do corrections, right? So in my thing, they didn't have much to say except they wanted me to add one chapter and then they needed me to add certain footnotes. I assumed certain things. Like, for example, when I say Suyuti says, I assume that, right, that you don't have to, so like, no, we want the exact publish, you know, publication, Bukhari, Hadith from Bukhari, I just put Bukhari. And I said, no, we need the exact publication. I was like, fine. So that was annoying. But then they asked me to put, put a chapter, which made sense. They, with the request to me, I felt it made sense. So I did that, and that took another, I did that over a year, because I didn't work on it all year. Uh, I went to Egypt, actually studied a little bit, came back, did the corrections. Then next year started working. And I started, I missed the academic cycle the first year. So I became uh, the, the head of high school for an Islamic school, Darul Arqal, which is here in South River. I did that for a year, which was, was hard, but I enjoyed being with the kids. And I felt really bad that I left them after a year, but I got a real academic job. And then that's where... I started, that was in Connecticut. I always tell you how much I hate Connecticut. But maybe there was wisdom for me being there. Because it was so, the life was so slow. If you're ever in a situation where life is slow, maybe Allah wants you to contemplate. Maybe, also maybe you did something wrong. You'd be put in jail, right? But I think that maybe it was like, it was a lesson. There were lessons learned slowly there, doing that. And I realized there's a glass ceiling here. I don't like glass ceilings. You work so hard as an academic. And then at the end, you get 60, 70K, right? After all that work. And that's so relative, too. It's like the hiring and firing. There's no standard. Like, if you're in IT, if you know how to do the stuff, they hire you. They don't care if you're purple, Hindu, Sikh, Muslim, Polish, Russian. They hire you. But in academics, it's like, oh, is he a good fit for the department? What the heck does that mean, right? So it was so terrible in that respect. It's like, this is so relative. You have to be part of the, a gang, in order to get in. And on top of that, you don't even get paid much. So this is nonsense, right? So I just, I'm out. So. How does one get motivation to pray five times a day? It's really hard. Delta 0019. You know what I think you should do, Delta? What gift does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do you want from Allah? Don't you want to, Allah has the power to give you a lot of nice gifts. Put that gift in front of you, write it down on a card, and if you keep up Salah for one year, right, I'll ask Allah to give me this gift. And like, This is my goal. And I'm, and I'm telling you, be certain that Allah will give it to you. Sophia says the mic is no good today. Who is the one who suggested this, putting this mic here? Oz? Yeah, 
Well, return it. Because it sucks. Everyone's whining and complaining about the mic today. Is it plugged in properly? Yeah, I can hear it. I get what they're saying, though. It's not as, like, HD sound. Like, the other mic, you could hear, like, Chris. Everything. Yeah. This one's, like... No. T-Dot says, how do I get my dad to stop scaring people about their door numbers? He read it in a so-called Islamic book about certain numbers bringing problems in the home. That's not how Allah operates. Problems happen in the home because of sins. And also problems happen in the home because of nonsensical superstitious beliefs like that. Okay, so you just ignore them and actually say, no, good things are going to happen. Prophet Sallallahu said, if you come upon a superstition, do the opposite. Do the opposite of the person, the superstitions. Maham said, it's so bad, it's hurting the ears. Okay, here. Habib, could you hand me this mic? Enough with this. You want to use the original? Yeah. Enough with this. Testing. All right, people, how's this? Testing. Testing. How's it now? Terrible, Dino says. Super load. Way too loud. So lower it from there, from, from Obia. Testing now. Noah, the gain is way too high. Now it's better. All right. The, this person says, you know what real, real truth is? We need Noah to move out here to New Jersey. That's it. I only have to, that's the only thing I have to say. You know, because we know that Oz is going to medical school. So he's, going to be, he's going to come from Wizard of Oz to Dr. Oz. Right? So we know that Oz is going to medical school. Okay. Typhoon Saral. What is the question? Marrying a convert. Let's see. All right, let's take a quickie first. Suzella Rahim says, I'm learning the Arabic language. Understanding is improving, but speech is slow. Read out loud. Read out loud. Okay. Try to read books out loud. Read out loud and try to talk to Arabic uh, speakers. And maybe, you know what? Hire a tutor. 
to teach you in Arabic. Hire a tutor from Egypt that does not speak English. And I can, can I can um, suggest you of a, a, a woman who will, does not speak any English. She could teach you Quran or something like that in Arabic, and you'll have to talk to her in English. Can a woman pray when she's actively in istihada? Yes, in istihada, a woman prays. Okay, she prays. She and is recommended for her to make wudu for every salah. All right, what is the question that I passed up six times? Let's see. Part one. Ooh, got parts to it. My friend doesn't follow a madhab. Not the end of the world. Uh, says, I don't have anything against people who follow madhab, but I don't want to. He thinks it isn't necessary. What should I tell him? If people don't study and they're not inquisitive about learning their deen, they don't need to follow a madhab, right? It, think about it. He will not follow a madhab if he's not inquisitive. If he's inquisitive and he has to ask a question, then the right question to ask is, what methodology do I follow first? Don't ask, is this halal? Is that haram? Is that halal? Is this halal? No, ask, what is the methodology I'm going to follow first? Some people, I don't know how they do it. They're not inquisitive about Islam. They just live like everybody else. That person has, there's no interest. It's almost like, why do I need to be part of a medical school if I don't want to be a doctor, right? So only people who are inquisitive about the religion. Otherwise, just follow the local imam. And that's his madhab. So, but if he wants to study, if he wants to learn, if he wants to ask, have a lot of questions, then the correct question is, what is your methodology to understand or to, to attain to your result first? Who is most worthy? All right, who is most worthy of following? That's the ijtihad of the common Muslim. Part two says uh, Typhoon Saral, who has a Star Wars logo here, explained to him that all madhab follow Quran and Sunnah first and differ on other means of looking at the sources. That's correct. You're 100% correct about that. So that's the idea of the madhab. All right. So, so Star Wars, did I answer your question now? Yes, thank you. I answered his question. Okay. Maybe lower the volume even a little bit more too because they're saying it's loud. Do you recommend marrying a convert sister? What's your take on things? A convert is not something that's across the board, right? It's just not. It's just not something that's across the board. So I can't really make a, a, a claim one way or the other, a judgment one way or the other. Uh, but there are certain things that you just have to be aware of. Maybe your kid's grandparents and your in-laws might not be Muslim. You just have to be aware of that. Go up to that question about the mother of Moses, I think it's said. Sumaya 123 is the story of a woman in Prophet Musa's time. She says, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim. And Allah decreed that she will have a child. Yes, that's, that, that is a story that the ulama say. Uh, it has a chain or doesn't have a chain. The meaning is sound, Right. Nothing can alter what is destined for you except dua. And Allah has done this in uh, the book that is called Al-Lawh Al-Mahfuz, which sometimes angels could read and tell people what's in their lawh, like in the case of Sayyidina Musa This woman asked for a child. Prophet Musa said, Allah said, you will not have a child. Allah was speaking from the Lohal Mahfud. That's the destiny. 
However, that is a destiny that can be changed. Why did Allah do this? To show, to, to make us hungry. That we could change things. We're not stuck. We're not stuck. Qada and Qadr, forget about it. That's for the past. Qada and Qadr. You have no, we believe in it, but we have no business factoring it into where we're headed in life. You have no business in that. Where you're headed in life, dua and action. Tasabub. Take asbab. Asbab is the means, the cause and effect that Allah created in the world. What is istihada? Istihada is if a woman, she has haid, which is bleeding. She has her monthly period. If she, if she bleeds five month, five days, then five days, then five days every month. Okay. Istihada is if she bleeds over the five days, you add three days. Okay. After the eighth day, it's istihada. Istihada means here that regarding the law of salah, you will no longer consider this menstruation. It may be menstruation. It doesn't make a difference to us. In the sharia, you will not treat it as menstruation for eight days. So you'll always add three days of istihada, extra, buffer, padding, if you uh, add it to, the, to, the, to your last month. So five, January was five days. Next day, istihada add three days. Maximum eight days. Then I take a ghusl and I live normally. Even there's some bleeding. Next month, month after that. So eight is my norm now because last month was eight. Now istihada will be three days, up to 11 days. After the 11th day, mop up and go back to life as normal. Even if bleeding is coming out. It's recommended to make wudu for every salah. The maximum istihada could ever hide could ever be is fifteen days. That's the max, and purity for the difference between one cycle and the next cycle. There must be fifteen days of purity in between. If there isn't, you add them. So let's say a woman hides end, and then five days later she bleeds again. She adds that day to the previous cycle. It's not a new cycle. 15 days have to pass. Okay. Where do we get this 15 days from? The Prophet ﷺ mentioned it, that she, she has hayd for half of the time. So that's a maximum of 15 days, and therefore the purity in between must be 15 days. Okay. So people say, oh, why are we talking about women's body? First of all, they ask the question. That's the first reason. Okay. Secondly, this is not talking about women. This is talking about the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the religion is addressing men and women. Because I know that there's some people that have an allergy. Anytime you bring up something like that, they're, oh, don't talk about women. Okay. You're the one who asked the question. That's the first thing. Okay. So that is the, the meaning of istihada. And alhamdulillah that there are some reasonable people on the stream, all right, that understand what we're doing here, just talking about fiqh. Ibrahim Khan says, how much should a man's income be in order to be ready to provide in the U.S., in your opinion? For one wife, about four thousand a month if the prices are normal. Five thousand a month if all the prices are normal. It depends where you live. California is very different from Ohio, from Delaware. Muhammad Khan says, "Is sadl considered sunnah in the Maliki Madhab?" Yes. Well, it's no holding the hands. How you hold the hands is never sunnah. It's fadila, which is less than sunnah. Fadila. How you sit, how you hold the hands. 
will never be sunnah, it will be fadila. How you move the finger? If I go to Indonesia, can I eat the seafood as a Hanafi? If you're a Hanafi, you have certain seafoods you can't eat. I think shrimp may be different upon, but the shellfish, crayfish, and those things you cannot eat. I think anything without scales, is that the rule? Yeah. Double A says, is it recommended to do wudu when it's tahad? Yes, for every salah. As a, as recommendation. If one does not wudu, do wudu, is that okay? What if there's excess body on the uh, blood? Well, you, you remove that blood and then you pray. Usted, we believe the Prophet's parents were Muslims, but how to prove to hypocrites? We well, we wouldn't say Muslims, we would say Hanifs. And we hold they are Hanifs because the Prophet said, I was born from the best of the best of the best. For their, for that reason, we hold that the Prophet none of his parents were pagans. They were on monotheism. Marco, I haven't seen this question for some reason. 13th time asking this question. In Al-Mustadrak to the Sahihain of An-Nisaburi, it says that Sayyidah Isra anha, said, Amr ibn al-As was cursed by Allah. Is this true? Is It says it is a Sahih Hadith. I would have to look at that. I would have to look at that Hadith and look at the commentary about that Hadith from the scholars okay, in the Arabic books. So I love how he's numbering each time he asks the question. But if can you put it the Arabic here? Could it, could you put the Arabic here so that we could see what it exactly it is? All right, folks, let us stop here. Istighatha. Istighatha is, is calling out something for help. Calling out to somebody for help. And the Prophet wasallam he permitted us to do istighatha. First of all, there is a general per- permissibility to do istighatha for people. Like you can call out to, hey, help me, I'm drowning. Like that. There's no discussion on that. The discussion is, can you do istighatha with someone that is dead? The, pro- the Prophet wasallam permitted and, and he commanded us to do istighatha as a sunnah with malaika. When things are out of your control. It's a way to give us uns, that we're not alone. When The Prophet said when you're lost in the desert. If your animal's running away. Like in a situation you feel helpless, like no other person can help you, then do say, Ya ibadallah, because Allah has angels working everywhere. And this is a famous hadith. There are many narrations of it that combined to be acceptable to the scholars. Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal practiced it. Imam Nawi practiced it. Imam Nawi Shiuch practiced it. Some ulama later on made qiyas. And they said, the souls of the awliya and the prophets also are able to help you. And they said this based upon their experience. Okay? Based upon their experience. And they found this to work. So they said, you, by qiyas, you can make istighatha with the awliya. And that's where istighatha comes from. So that's uh, ijtihad of some of the Sunni scholars. And some of the Sunni scholars have said, no, no, this is it's not directly from a text of the Prophet, and therefore we should not do this. 
right? We should not seek help from someone who has, uh, who is not alive amongst us. That's the that's the whole difference. And those who who said it is haram to do, they never said this is shirk or anything. They just said it's useless. You're wasting your time. There's no shirk in asking somebody for help. So the shirk aspect has been removed from it completely. It's either permitted or haram. That's it. Akbarana Abu Ishaq. Ibrahim ibn Muhammad ibn Yahya wa Muhammad ibn Muhammad ibn Yaqub al-Hafiz qala haddathana Muhammad ibn Ishaq al-Thaqafi haddathana Kutayb ibn Sa'id haddathana Jarir ibn al-A'mash an Abi Wa'ilin an Masruq qal qalat Aisha radiyallahu anha Where's the rest of the hadith my brother? Put the rest of the hadith in the next comment. Okay, put the rest of the hadith in the next comment. So I can read the next hadith. Because I'm interested now. If you want to support this live stream, go to patreon.com backslash Safina Society and support the live stream. And today is Hanafi Fiqh on arcview.org. Go to arcview.org and sign up for Arcview Basic and take the, the class today on Hanafi Fiqh. Sheikh Imran Ahmed and uh, very beneficial. Uh, brother, I'm waiting for that hadith. Make sure you confirm the source of the hadith. I can copy and paste anything here. That's very true. I'm going to read it and I want to look it up. It's always good to look up a hadith and learn something new. All right, so if you don't uh, send, if you can't put it up, maybe he's uh, got fumbled up on his computer. All right, uh, but Mirko, try to look up the hadith, send me the hadith, and we need to be able to look at this hadith and um, and learn something new from the hadith. That's the that's the whole point of whenever someone says he says it's too long. Okay, خلاص. we'll we'll look it up inshallah. So Monday on Arcview is Hanafi fiqh. Tuesday, Maliki Fiqh. Thursday, Shafi Fiqh. No, I got my days wrong. Wednesday, Shafi Fiqh. Thursday, Hanbali Fiqh. All four madhabs are taught on arcview.org. All right, so sign up, take Arcview Basic. Thank you very much to Five Pillars. All right. Fivepillars.co with no F, with a five instead of an F. All right, so swap the F out. All right, uh, for cuteness. So the fivepillars.co for this wonderful sweatshirt that they sent us. This is going to Ryan. It fits his personality. All right, he can wear this when he runs our youth programs. And this is going to Habib because his name is Habib and the shirt says Hub on it, right? Okay, wear this to the next Moad event. Okay, Habib? Yes. <laughs> He's in love, folks. He is in love. All right. Jazakumullah khairan, everyone. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Walasr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Illa al-ladhina amanu. Wa aminu al-salihat. Wa tawasaw bil-haq. Wa tawasaw bil-sabr. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.